Bible treasures. Topic two. Faith. Welcome to the Sound Doctrine Telecast. Praise God for all the corrective teaching we receive through this series of talks. I would like to begin with the words in Book of Psalms, Chapter Eleven. I look at the third words. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Now, this is actually a challenge that comes to us. Foundations of faith and foundations of Christian disciplines of God's people are shaken up. What should Bible teachers do? What should preachers do? And what should the righteous men do? They have to re-establish God's people in the faith. We must restate the biblical principles of faith. This is a very serious matter. Because of wrong teaching on the subject of faith, the faith of many believers is very much shaken up. Our study is meant to help you to establish you in the right kind of biblical faith. The topic that we are studying is how not to believe. So far, we have done three lessons. Lesson number one: Do not generalize Bible promises. Lesson number two: Do not be overoccupied with material blessings. Last week we studied lesson number three. Do not exceed your measure of faith. Today we will move on to lesson number four. How not to believe. Do not struggle alone to maintain faith. Do not struggle alone to maintain faith. Beloved, believing is actually an individual responsibility. Even though believing is an individual's responsibility, we need the help and support of others to stay strong in faith. So clearly given to us as an exhortation in Book of Hebrews, third chapter. We'll read verses twelve to fourteen. Beware, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. You know this unbelief. That's what is ultimately a deceitful sin. Now that will be what we will become a victim of if we are not having the exhortation of our fellow believers on a daily basis. That's what this passage says. We do need the help of our fellow believers to stay strong in faith. Not only fellow believers, we also need the help of the servants of God. Turn with us to First Thessalonians and third chapter, verses nine and ten. Paul writing to a group of believers. 
He says, what thanks can we render to God for you, for all the joy with which we rejoice for your sake before our God, night and day praying exceedingly that we may see your face and perfect that which is lacking in your faith. How serious the apostles took that matter for the perfecting of the faith of the believers, the servants of God were praying day and night. Not only that, they were also making visits to the congregation to strengthen them in their faith. Now look at the third verse or the second verse of the same chapter. He says, I sent Timothy, our brother and minister of God, and a fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ. What for? To establish you and encourage you concerning your faith. You know, Paul was sending Timothy so that he would go and encourage and establish them in the faith of God's people. Because they were going through a lot of afflictions, a lot of tribulation. Now, when you read the fifth verse, he says, For this reason, when I could no longer endure it, I sent to know your faith, lest by some means the tempter had tempted you, and our labor might be in vain. So here we have a very important practical principle that is involved. Believers left to themselves when they go through tribulations and trials, their faith gets shaken up. And servants of God had a tremendous part to play in their situation. They need to pray for them. They should visit them and encourage them and establish them. Today, when preachers start visiting homes, they are looking for money. And people also, the moment the preacher or any servant of God comes to their gate, they are terribly scared. Now, they, because they think he comes only for collecting money. Now, this should go. Servants of God, whoever is watching this program, you visit homes primarily to encourage people in their faith and establish them in their faith. We need the help of fellow believers and we need the help of the servants of God. In other words, fellowship, the relationship with God's people very much enhances our faith. That is why in the New Testament many times faith and love are told together, connected together. First Peter, first chapter. Look at verses 22 and 23. Or 21 and 22. In the 21st words we read about faith. And in the 22nd words it speaks about love of brothers. So love and faith are interconnected. Now there is another verse, you can turn to Ephesians 6th chapter, and look at the 23rd verse. Peace to the brothers, and love with faith, from God the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you come to First Thessalonians 1st chapter, and look at the 3rd verse, Remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love. Now there is a single chapter book in the New Testament that is even book of Philemon. 
And what do we read in verses 4 and 5? Thank my God making mention of you always in my prayers, hearing of your love and faith which you have towards the Lord and towards all the saints. Beloved, these are simply too many pages to say love and faith. What does it mean? Faith gets strengthened by fellowship. Now there was Sarah to encourage and support Abraham in his faith. And Daniel had his friends to support him in faith. Ezra and Nehemiah had each other to encourage and support each other's faith. There was King Jehoshaphat. At one point of time he felt he was too weak. And there was prophet Jehoshaphat and he was able to encourage the king. And Moses, he had weak, feeble hands. And there were Aaron and Hur to support him and uplift his faith. And Paul and Silas had each other to encourage and support each other in their faith in that Philippian prison. Now this is the teaching of King Solomon in book of Ecclesiastes. Fourth chapter. We look at the tenth verse. If they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, he has no one to help him out. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? We are not always up on the mountain in faith. Times when we go down to the valley, we need our companion, we need our fellow believers to lift us up. We are not always very warm and strong in faith. We need our fellowship of other believers to warm us up in faith. You know, the disciples many times they were struggling for their faith. And Jesus really encouraged them. At one point of time they were worrying about food. They have forgotten to bring bread. They were just worrying what they would do. What did Jesus do? He reminded them about that miracle where they were able to take 12 baskets full of remains. And again he reminded them of the incident where they were able to pick up the remains in 7 baskets. When the disciples were low in their faith, Jesus encouraged them. And at one point of time they said, Oh Lord, increase our faith. Encourage them by saying, even if you have a mustard seed of faith, that is enough. Beloved Christian life is called a good fight of faith. About this fight and about this spiritual warfare, we read in the 6th chapter of the book of Ephesians. And to whom was that warfare passage written? Look at the 6th chapter and I will read to you the 10th verse. It is not written to one individual, but it is written to a collective group. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. You know, no one has enough faith and no one is strong equally in all situations of his life. 
We all have our weak moments of faith. Now at that situation we need strong people to support us. That is what Apostle Paul was writing when he was giving that uh, long epistle of Romans. Look at the first words of the 14th chapter. Receive one who is weak in the faith but not to disputes over doubtful things. Now come to the 15th chapter and look at the first words. We then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak or the weaknesses of the weak and not to please ourselves. Because love and faith are so united and faith and fellowship are interlinked, there are certain vices in relationships which are opposed to our faith. For example, unforgiveness. Unforgiveness will weaken your faith. Turn with us to Mark's Gospel where Jesus had a clear teaching on this subject. Mark's Gospel, 11th chapter, verses 24 and 25. I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. So in other words, faith and forgiveness go together. Unforgiveness and faith are opposed to each other. Now come with us to the book of James to look at another example. Look at the second chapter. The first verse. My brothers, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. God is our Father. He is my brother and she is my sister. We all have the same father. The same father, we have faith in that father. If that faith has to be steadfast, there should be no partiality. The moment you begin to show partiality in your relationship, your faith also, it goes down. In the same second chapter, Apostle brings another example. Numbers 14 onwards. What does it profit my brothers if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, one of you says to them, depart in peace and be warmed and filled, but you don't give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? There is selfishness that faith is dead. So we have seen three things which are opposed to faith. It's unforgiveness. The other one is partiality. And the third one is selfishness. All these three have to do with our relationships. Proper fellowship will encourage and establish us in faith. And if there are defects in the fellowship, you cannot prevent your faith becoming weak. In other words, faith is strengthened by the spirit of forgiveness. Faith is strengthened by unbiased and impartial love. And faith is strengthened by acts of selflessness. 
Now, when we say that we need the help of others to support our faith, there is also a warning that we want to serve you. Thank God for all those brothers and sisters and servants of God who support us in our faith. At the same time, beware, let anybody manipulate you. Especially when you are going through faith-shaking situations in your life. Don't allow anybody to capitalize on that and take advantage of it. Is it possible? Such a possibility is indicated by Apostle Paul in his second letter to the Corinthian church. Now turn with us to the 24th verse. Not that we have dominion over your faith, but our fellow workers for your joy, by faith you stand. People can help us in our faith to develop our faith, but nobody can have dominion over our faith. That is something which we need to consciously safeguard ourselves against. Here comes the lesson so clearly to us. It's a struggle to maintain our faith. Do not struggle alone to maintain your faith. Seek the fellowship of God's people. And seek the help of God's servants. Because when they are administered to you, their help is administered to you in a proper spirit, you will keep yourself growing up and up in faith and becoming stronger and stronger. Thank God for the believers that God has given us. Thank God for brothers and sisters and we all belong to the same Father. Thank God for the servants of God. May the Lord help every one of us to receive proper support and help from these men and women of God. How not to believe? Do not struggle alone to maintain faith. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the faith that you have planted in our hearts. Thank you for the helps that you have provided for us so we can grow strong in faith. Thank you for the fellowship of your people. And thank you, O God, for the help and support of your servants. Help us, O God, to properly appropriate them and keep on growing in faith so we can always please you. We give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.